Many real estate agents across Australia confidently refer Property Insurance Plus to their clients as they recognise the price and benefit value of their policy combined with the client-focused service they deliver. They offer a comprehensive building and landlord insurance facility and have formed a powerhouse to present the very best in investment property insurance. Contact PIP today to find out more. Collective is a leading platform supporting collaboration, not competition, for an online community and events throughout the year with one purpose, to create happier property managers. The PM Collective creates connections for property managers looking to create momentum within their careers and personal life. Join me and my guests as we discuss challenges, struggles, mental health, mindset, and give advice to property managers and anyone in the industry. To find out more about our memberships, visit pmcollective.com.au. Today, we have Andrew Russell from Mark Hay Realty Group joining us, and he is the Commercial Property Manager and BDM for Mark Hay. Andrew, thanks for joining me today. No worries. Thanks for having me, Ashley. So to start with, please give us a bit of a rundown about you, where you've sort of been in your career and where you are now. Yeah, sure. So I'm working at Mark Hay Realty now. Yeah, currently the Commercial Property Manager and BDM. Been working in real estate for about six years now. So yeah, initially started here as a system PM, then worked up to residential property manager. And yeah, now I'm in the position of commercial property manager and then yeah, the BDM for both commercial and residential. Excellent. And what were you doing before real estate? Well, I was, yeah, I was actually studying in uni. So yeah, I got a commerce degree and then kind of high up in real estate. I just was doing like an admin role to kind of get work experience in an office environment at an agency. And then, yeah, kind of took it from there and started working in product management. So, yeah. Excellent. And I've um, spoken to Mark before. I've done a podcast with him and he is very uh, focused on his team and the energy there. So it doesn't surprise me that you've been there for six years and, and have grown up the ranks because that's very true with sort of, I guess, his, um, his way of, um, of running his business. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a great place to work. So, yeah, no complaints there. Wonderful. Now, can you tell me, and I ask this because I'm genuinely curious, what an ideal day looks like for you? Because I haven't actually seen a position where we've got sort of a commercial property manager and a BDM, but a BDM that actually does commercial and property management. And so that's quite curious for me how that works. So, Tell me, just we'll start off with what an ideal day or an ideal day or ideal week looks like for you. Like, how do you sort of split up your time and what does a portfolio size look like for you? Yeah, sure. So, yeah, generally I split my day up in morning and afternoon. So, yeah, I spoke, I focus more on the commercial product management side of things in the morning. And then, yeah, the BDM aspect in the afternoon. So, like, afternoons, I spend a lot of my time making calls, doing all the call calling and prospecting, book out most of my appointments, et cetera, in the afternoons as well uh, in relation to that. And then, yeah, so, and in mornings, like, I get in, kind of go through all my uh, the emails and maintenance, et cetera, on the commercial side, and then kind of divvy it up through there. So, yeah, I suppose working from residential property management, I've learned a lot in terms of time management. So it's helped a lot into because yeah, residential things can get crazy at times. You've got to learn to kind of, I suppose, backtrack and set yourself up so you can prepare yourself for the day. And yeah, it's helped me carry it over to the position I'm at now where I can split up two roles and still manage it fine. Are there other BDMs in your office for residential or for commercial or are you the only one? I'm the only one. 
Okay. And I mean, I love hybrid roles. So I was speaking to a guy called Alan. Um, I can't remember the agency he works for, but he had a hybrid role, which was a leasing consultant and BDM. And I loved how they sort of go a bit hand in hand and it keeps the role interesting as well. So from a commercial BDM role, is that is that quite difficult because like yeah. more old school? Yeah, it is. It is. Well, that's why we kind of, we've decided there's not many commercial BDMs out there. So that's why we kind of seen a kind of a gap there where we're like, well, no one's expecting a call for people to manage their commercial properties. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so it's, it's kind of a new avenue we've taken on. Yeah. And it is, it is still, I suppose, trying to pick that up a bit more where in commercial, I suppose, most agents are interacting with the tenants is a lot less interaction with the owners because tenants do all the maintenance, et cetera. Tenants pay for the management fees. So owners are a lot more, I suppose, relaxed with what agency they go to. Yeah, so there's a lot harder to prospect in that aspect. But yeah, I suppose there aren't many out there that are prospecting commercials. So it's probably, probably really, because I've never met a commercial BDM before, but I guess um, you're right, it's probably pretty hard to piss off a commercial landlord, really, because there's... Yeah, it's what, yeah, everything is with <laughs> the tenant. And yeah, when the tenant pays for everything, yeah, I suppose, yeah, some of that commercial landlords, you don't even need to speak to them for a number of months. So, yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I would have actually wouldn't have been surprised if you said a number of years, to be honest. Yeah, um, yeah, probably true, yeah. <laughs> maybe just at like rent review time or something like that. So, and and obviously very vast, um, yeah, vast different roles with the, the commercial and the residential. So that leads me into a bit of a the difference, I guess, with commercial and residential. Like, would you go as far as saying that commercial management is easier for a property manager than residential? Yeah, I'll definitely say in some certain aspects. Um, I suppose the role is kind of, yeah, can be like less personal in a sense, whereas residential, you're dealing with a lot of people taking things a lot more personally and it's kind of can get a bit more heated, whereas commercial is more transactional, more, yeah, business kind of sense and deal things with a professional manager with business directors, et cetera, as well. Yeah, so I find, yeah, there's definitely certain aspects in commercial that, are, yeah, 100% but it, residential. Yeah, so like, and, and you're right, like the emotional side of things is definitely more so with the property and um, residential. So with commercial, and, and I'm getting to a certain point with these, with these questions um, that I'm asking, but like with commercial, would you, like, why would a commercial tenant need to call the owner or the agent. I mean, like, if, unless it's the, any maintenance that was to do with the, the landlord, maybe if there was any accounting, accountancy or invoicing issues and maybe for the rent review, is there anything that I'm missing? Yeah, that is pretty much most of it throughout the, yeah, throughout the day-to-day, I suppose. Um, yeah. Like, you do get different types of commercial leases. So, like, a lot when it's, like, a gross lease and sometimes tenants want, want us to organize the maintenance, we'll send out the maintenance and then on charge them through that. But yeah, most of your interactions with tenants yeah, can be um, also with, I suppose, negotiating the leases when there's new leases coming up, yeah, and aspects and that, and also, yeah, setting out the budgets for them. But yeah, a lot of times, if you've got everything set up right with a commercial property, yeah, you can go a while, yeah, even not even have to speak to the, speak to the tenant as well as the landlord, and it can just kind of let itself track along. So yeah. yeah. And and are these questions are in no um, reflection for your position, but this is just for in general in commercial property management, because I genuinely do not know. 
what would be considered a reasonable portfolio for a commercial manager to handle? Does it go based on the income? Does it go on the number of properties? How does how does someone work out how many properties a commercial manager can look after? Yeah, I suppose it, it definitely depends on a lot to do with, I suppose, the, the lease sizes and the income on the lease. Because, yeah, you have a lot of, well, like we've got a lot of offices uh, for example, in the city where a lot of them are more like two-year leases where you see a lot more turnover, a lot more interaction with those. But then, yeah, we've got some properties that have um, yeah had a tenant in there for like 20 years, um, well set up where they've got long-term leases where those can kind of blend into the background in terms of the number of properties. So I suppose you can work out what a portfolio size is by like, yeah, the lease terms and yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, like, so you would, so, like, would you say fifty properties? Like, obviously, you uh, take yeah, or definitely more than that. I'll say um, probably hundred to hundred and twenty. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, similar to a residential. That's okay. Okay. So yeah, great. I mean, and, and like I said, I genuinely did not know like what I would, if you told me twenty, I probably would have gone okay. Then no worries. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's definitely more about the same as yeah, yeah residential. So so residential. Yeah. So. Again, no reflection on your position, but just as a general commercial management question, I would suggest that commercial managers get paid more than residential property managers. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Today's wonderful sponsor is Property Assist WA. Shannon and her team are really committed to assisting property managers' workload by assisting them with outsourcing services like routine inspections, final bond inspections and property condition reports. Keep your property managers doing what they love and outsource the things they don't to a company that thrives on positive feedback and guarantees a premium personalised service with a smile. The vision of Property Assist WA is to make a difference to the quality and perception of property managers, enabling you to keep your clients happy whilst improving the efficiency of your staff. Yeah, you can say, you can say that. I suppose it also comes down to yeah, experience as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, general consensus would be so, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of looked at as like career progression in a sense, I suppose. So, yeah. yeah. And, and and these questions that I'm like asking are all leading up to the big question of if we have a residential property manager who's feeling really burnt out because we hear about the burnout in residential property management so much. And I think the residential burnout is purely it's it's emotional. It's you know regular contact with tenants and, and owners and it's very high volume tasks. Um, as well. So if you were having burnouts, if a residential property manager is having burnout, would commercial management be a really great option for them to move into, like potentially have an easier job? And I say that lightly, but... Yeah, yeah, no, I def- I'll definitely recommend that if you are yeah, experiencing that burnout, need a career change, but yeah, I suppose scared to make too big of a jump. Yes. Um, yeah, commercial is a good transition, especially if you can go into, like, I was very lucky where I could go into where, yeah, my principal Mark understood that I'm still a junior in commercial, so I could learn from him and kind of, I kind of merged between residential and commercial until yep. I could take on commercial completely. Yeah, so I would say it's definitely a good change of career path if you are experiencing, yeah, burnout from residential, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, of course, I understand that there's a lot to learn from a commercial aspect, you know, different rules and, and bits and pieces. So there's that element that you need to learn. But I agree with you. It's a, a good transition for people that want to stay in the industry but don't know which way to move. 
And I talk a lot about the the wonderful aspect of property managers and property management where we're so lucky that you can fall into so many different categories. Like under property management, you have got, like you said, commercial, you've got trust accounting, you've got BDM, you've got leasing consultancy, you've got just admin. There's just, or maybe there's just inspections, like you've got so many avenues and it would be great to see someone who is struggling as a residential property manager say, you know what, like recognising really what part of it is is stressful for them and then just making a little tweak or a little move within that the property management space into just another category to give themselves a break with commercial management being a really viable option as well to also still earn a reasonable income. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely correct, yeah. The, and then like... I like to be a little bit controversial, Andrew, but with, again, and I, I know I keep on reiterating this disclaimer, it's we're not doing this reflection based on you personally, we're doing this reflection based on commercial property management and that side of things. But do, do you think it comes down to a being a male-dominated industry, the commercial management, that that would be potentially a driving force for like the wages being higher? Or yeah, that is a tough. It's, it's okay just to say it as it is. I always like there's always a disclaimer on this, you know what I mean? Yeah, but. like I do. Like I suppose I don't know completely because I suppose I've only worked in this one office in commercial yeah. property management. So I, I, yeah, I can't really speak for too much outside of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't really. I say there is certain elements of commercial where it can be seen as like a higher role because yeah, you are dealing with a lot more bigger issues in a sense where you can be yeah. dealing with 60,000 claim disputes rather than yeah like a few thousand or something and commercial is higher high incomes in that sense where there can be more income made for the agency yeah yeah, yeah. could be likely that there's yeah gen- yeah I know yeah. I'm putting you on the spot asking that it was <laughs> yeah, a tough no. question for you but it's um I just I just find like yeah it's just more I'm not and I'm not suggesting that there's any right or wrong with regards to you know higher weight you know higher wages and bits and pieces I just genuinely find it really interesting when in real estate in general how we have a somewhat of a hierarchy or some people see certain positions as a hierarchy and like I agree with you naturally people would sort of say oh a progression from or a promotion from residential property management is commercial property management but sometimes people also say the same things with regards to you know promoting from residential property management to sales for example and property management residential always falls into this bottom scummy type level yeah yeah that's very true where it's it's probably the hardest role of yeah i find i find it harder than commercial and yeah a lot of elements where it's it's probably one of the more like unrewarded jobs in the industry where it is hard work yeah absolutely and you know i've um i talk a bit about leasing consultants and you know when people come into the industry they genuinely, um, generally, sorry, start off as a leasing consultant. Like that's sort of like what people perceive or some people perceive as the base position and that's the first thing you do when you get into industry. And then you promote to routine inspections and then you promote to PCRs and then you promote to dealing with tenants and then owners. And it goes along this where I actually probably would put the leasing consultancy side of things as one of the highly regarded roles because 
for me, if you've got a somewhat a mature person, an experienced person doing the leasing consultancy role, then that person is setting you up for a fantastic low-fuss tenancy that's not going yeah. to cause you any property problems. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's very so so yeah. Alan, this this other um this other guy that I did a podcast with, he's a mature aged leasing consultant male. And it completely changed my mind because I was like, oh my gosh, that is the best person for that leasing consultant role. It's not, you, you know, your 18-year-old female. And I know I'm stereotyping here, but the best person for that role is like, yeah, like I said, is Alan, who's a mature aged male. And yeah. guess what? I bet you the agency very rarely has any issues with tenancies because they've taken that role as a very serious one. So... Yeah, exactly. It's, I suppose in turn, it makes the product management job a lot easier down the line because you're not dealing with difficult tenants and, yeah, there's less issues to arise. So, yeah. so much easier. That's right. So, yeah, the hierarchy thing, it genuinely, um, it, I'm genuinely curious about it and, and, you know, how we have got to that, that stage. So the reason why I wanted to chat to you today about the whole commercial, the commercial management side of things was to definitely bring to people's attention the, the options that they've got. And yeah, as opposed to thinking just trust accounting, leasing, blah, blah, we've also got the whole commercial aspect. So I think that's pretty exciting. And so what's your end goal like? Do you, so if you get a new management that comes through, do you take on the residential management and the commercial management as a BDM or do you pass the residential onto the property management team and keep the commercial? What does that look like for you? Yeah, so any residential I pass on to the PM team. So I don't manage any residential properties anymore. But yeah, the commercial ones, yeah, I take them on and manage them myself. Yeah, and the I think this is a question that I have not yet. I'm not fantastic at doing it, so I um, like to see how everyone else manages this. How do you handle the management transfer from the point of an owner saying, "Yes, I want Mark Hay to manage my property," to it going to the property manager? Like, do you do the paperwork? Do you do the leasing? Like, what does that look like to your office? Yeah, I generally do it up until the leasing. And then we get when we get an application in, project manager will call the owner from there, kind of start on a good note when they're calling the owner. And then, yeah, they take it from there. But yeah, I do everything up until that's like, yeah, I'll do the advertising, write up the advertising for the property. I keep the owner updated on on um, how we're going with inspections, et cetera. Yeah. Um, and then pretty much once you get an application, that like gets processed and the project manager calls. Uh, the owner from there yeah I've seen I've heard of a few offices doing that way and that seems to be quite a common way of doing it I my problem with with me is that I mix or mix it around like some owners I get where there's a you know maybe there's a bit of maintenance needs to be done and I look after the property right till the end till we've got a tenant Sometimes, like I pass it on at the very start and get the property manager to do the paperwork. Sometimes I get the paperwork passed on. I'm more sort of over the place, and I yeah. think that that's my fault. But I don't have like just this is the way we do it. This is the process. End of story. Yeah, no, it's very true. I think yeah, it's not always just yeah black and white with that. So sometimes you do have certain owners where I feel like I just need to give them more more love and attention, and I'll kind of walk them through the whole process until. The tenant's actually in, in the door and everything's uh, sorted. So, yeah, sometimes you just got to make a call, I suppose, of what owner you have. So, yeah. 
Yeah, excellent. And can you leave us with a bit of a tip on where your new leads are coming from at the moment for commercial or for residential? Have you Is there one sort of lead gen thing that you focus on at the moment? Yeah, so the majority are coming through, yeah, through the sales reps. Yeah. But yeah, I've been doing a lot of, because while we have a strata uh, role as well, some kind of, uh, yeah, doing a lot of prospecting from um, strata buildings that we have and just kind of calling owners, giving a good news call, um, kind of just wording them up, saying just touching base with all clients. I'm just trying to help them in that sense if they're looking uh, to manage. So that's one lead avenue. And then another, I'm just doing a lot of cold calling at the moment. So just, yeah, prospecting numbers of far data and cold calling through that. You're good. I can't stand cold calling. Yeah. Yeah, it was was something that, yeah, it's built myself up and it was kind of like had a negative feeling of it. But the, I've got myself in a really good rhythm where like you just have some good days where you have three or four people that actually like appreciate your call and say, oh, this guy's here to help me out. And then that really gets you yeah, going through the week. So, yeah. Yeah. I think the strata thing is a really untapped lead gen option. I've got a few friends who have got strata roles in their businesses. And I think that it would be, I would have thought it was one of the most easiest lead gen options that you've got because, you know, typically um, in stratas, we have high um, volume um, investments. So that I just think is just a really easy option for new management. You've got the contacts already. You can get yeah. into strata meetings, you know, to AGM if you wanted to give everyone there um, an extra update on what the rental market's doing. Like there's so many ways that you could market that. So it's um, if you've got one, I think that's definitely an untapped thing to try. But I guess if you don't have a strata management department in your office, like we don't, but you could also make relationships with purely strata managers as well and try and offer that same sort of updates and all of that for them as well as another um, great BDM. Yeah, like, yeah, partnership, yeah. Yeah, it's one thing that's very handy in our agency where we kind of do all elements of real estate, whether it's yeah, sales, commercial, residential and strata. So yeah, as a BDM, it does help where there's yeah, quite a few avenues of yeah, clients. Yeah, and I got that when I spoke to Mark and I, um, that when he first started, he was, that was his aim just to whatever anybody needed from a real estate point of view, he wanted to be able to help them. So if they needed commercial, he would start commercial. If they needed strata, he would do strata. If he needed this, he would do that. So he, that was always, I think, his plan to offer everything. Yeah, exactly. And I think especially in real estate, like, commercial and strata usually like seem separate to like sales and residential project management so you find that there's usually just commercial real estate agents strata agencies so like the amount of yeah strata clients that we've called them said oh i'm kind of just wording them up and saying you realize that we do do sales and property management as well and like the amount of people that just didn't even realize that they thought oh thought just the agency was strata only and then yeah everything else is separate so yeah, yeah. it's yeah it's very very handy way of finding new clients. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, Andrew, it's been wonderful chatting to you. Thank you for sharing your insight in regards to commercial management and what it looks like and why it is a pretty viable option for somebody that is needing that break from property management. I will say, I reckon anyone that has gone from residential property management to commercial, I feel like they will always go back to residential. But 
I think yeah, never say no. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think I think they do. I think females naturally would because I think that they they sort of you know get drawn back into that helping sort of mindset. But I just think it's a really great viable option for someone that needs um that needs to just try something new but stay in the industry. So thank you for joining me today. And if anyone that wants to reach out to Andrew, I speak on your behalf. I'm sure you'd be happy to um to help them or answer any questions that they might have with regards to commercial management. Yeah, definitely. Perfect. Thank you. I'll talk to you soon. Great. Thanks for having me. ONTAP Plumbing and Gas covers all Perth areas from Mandurah to Two Rocks and has a team of plumbing, drainage and hot water experts. They have an amazing reputation for their excellent service and quality workmanship on time, every time, and it is easy to see why they are a favourite to many Perth property managers. Whether you just need some friendly advice or an obligation-free quote, look no further than ONTAP Plumbing and Gas.